These coronavirus special reports are meant to reinforce the Atrium Health community and how we each give, the different ways we contribute, the challenges we face, the innovation we deliver. We are in this together and we will beat this virus together. So I have the privilege today to interview Dr. Dale Waxman and Yasmin Moore. Yasmin is uh, the director uh, with the Center for Physician Leadership and Dr. Waxman is a family physician who also does things, almost all things related to well-being and taking care of uh, all of us. So thank you both for joining me uh, on Get in the Know with your CMO. Um, you know what, I probably didn't give the right kind of uh, introduction for you. So Yasmin, would you actually tell me what you do so that the listeners can hear and what your role is within our organization? Sure, I've been with Atrium for close to 10 years. I oversee the, the Center for Physician Leadership and Development. Uh, we are housed within the Division of Medical Education, but really we serve the entire medical group in our pursuit to best equip our physician and APP leaders with the skills they need to transform patient care. Um, the way we do that is through a variety of offerings. So we have programs, series, online education in the areas of physician and APP leadership development, faculty development, and also well-being. Excellent, excellent. And Dr. Waxman, uh, tell us more about who you are. Right, thank you, Taj. I've actually been with the system 23 years. Wow. I'm in the academic department of family medicine, so I've been teaching family medicine residents and the medical students who come through and our fellows uh, for that amount of time had various roles within the department. The other hats that I wear are involved in person-centered care at Mercy. Yep. So I have the privilege of being medical director of person-centered programming there. And in addition to that, through the entire division of MedEd, I am in charge of looking at physician well-being and while that's within MedEd, of course, we, like Yasmin does with Center for Physician Leadership, we export that to other parts of the system as well. Oh, understood. And, and pre-COVID that we're here having these conversations about, how did you actually work to engage our physician leaders and, uh, you know, helping lead through change? What was it that we did at the Center for Physician Leadership and Development? We have um, a variety of offerings to that end. So uh, two of our most popular opportunities are in a series format. One is a leadership mentoring program. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is a educational series for frontline physician APP leaders called the Foundations of Medical Leadership. So uh, change obviously is paramount uh, in those skill development curriculum are woven into those two places. Um, we also often do on-demand kind of workshops that are easily accessible uh, and weaving those concepts in there as we can as well. Got it. And, and you also have um, those uh, programs at the beginning of the year for anyone who holds medical staff office so we can educate, correct? Yes, we do. We annually, we have our medical staff leadership development conference um, that happens usually jan early January or February. 
and 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 so all of these things that we are offering to our physician leaders um, is really intended to what partner with uh, an understanding of uh, their value uh, as a member of our organization it's really uh, to help them uh, cultivate the leadership and development skills that they need to continue transforming care in their local settings. So we're here to support them, provide them with tools and opportunities to build those skills as they lead within their facilities, um, their local clinics, as they lead there. Uh, and this is leading informally and formally, how they um, carry themselves throughout their day-to-day -day and work with their peers and other members of their teams. Got it. Well, And, and so now, um, and this question is for you, Dr. Waxman, or for you, Asmin, how has our teams and our organization sort of responded to uh, physicians and uh, provider leadership during this time of the pandemic? Yeah, do you want to take give your perspective on that? Yes, I'd be glad to. Uh, so we've had several programs that were in flight or are in flight while the pandemic began um, um, affecting our area. So we have kind of three things we've been doing. One is finding ways to connect with participants of our current curriculum and programs to keep them engaged with us as well as with each other and we're sharing various you know small leadership tools and lessons along the way uh, the second our team right now is working on curating various leadership tools and converting materials as we're able to uh, to online and asynchronous formats as uh, we're unable to host things in person uh, for the next little while um, the last thing that we're really excited about and really have shifted our energy towards is, is providing opportunities for our providers to receive social and communal support during this time. So just last week, we began hosting daily virtual support groups hmm. for physicians and APPs. Okay, that sounds great. What the so daily uh, virtual support groups? That that sounds awesome because obviously we're all stressed, uh, both uh, clinically loaded work as well as just the general community aspects of it. Um, who's providing the support during this time for those providers? So, so the support is from a great group of teammates across the system who are people that have had some experience with facilitating groups. Yeah. We actually have 21 individuals, um, psychologists, social workers, and physicians who have some experience at facilitation and some spiritual care uh, providers as well. And we've set these up um, so that there are two co-facilitators. They are virtual. We're now able to do one a day um, at a different time uh, each day to hopefully cover the teammates and the various shifts that they that they're experiencing, so that people can drop in um, on a day that they they need to. They're welcome to drop in many more times as well if they'd like to. Um, so you had mentioned earlier, Dr. Joy, just you know uh, mobilizing and how did we get this to happen? Yeah. 
there's, as you know, a large amount of mobilizing happening in lots of different ways in the face of this pandemic. And we have many people who really jumped the chance very rapidly and helped us get this all going uh, very quickly, all the way from tech support to the Center for Physician Leadership is where a lot of the work for well-being uh, lives because of it, our work in MedEd. There are certainly lots of other partners, folks from the Physician and APP uh, Wellbeing and Engagement Group and others who are coming together to really attend to, to well-being. So we mobilized those folks, and um, this is what got it to happen. The additional piece that Yasmin could also speak a little bit more about is um, identifying resources and curating those resources so that they're readily available on Physician Connect. And that includes EAP as well as some resources out in the community and out in internationally, including some apps that can be helpful as well. Excellent. Yeah, Yasmin, do you want to elaborate on what uh, some of that other work is or resources? Sure. sure. Um, as we were deciding how we could best support our caregivers during this time, uh, it became clear that there uh, was a lot happening in the organization that many people um, just weren't aware of as far as ability to support our physicians and APPs. So we've curated all of our system resources, including emergency contact phone numbers um, that could be EAP. We have a physician APP wellbeing helpline, et cetera, and putting those front and center on Physician Connect so they are up on the banner right now um, as sort of a toolkit for providers during this time so that they have easy access to the support tools and resources that are available to them right now uh, and they don't have to go digging around for those various uh, resources and tools. And I think it's critically important because, you know, this we've been in the throes of this over the past few weeks, probably a little over a month, month and a half at least. And there's we know that this duration is going to be uh, present uh, for at least several more weeks, if not a month or two. And so having these resources and knowing how physicians and other providers can look at this to help themselves and ha uh, will, will be incredibly valuable. Uh, so how can they, again, would you mind, just because it's so important, would you mind telling us how they can access that? Yes. So every day, uh, the medical group sends a daily briefing email, and this information is included there. And okay. that includes the registration link. So if you want to register for a certain virtual support session, uh, you can register there and that will get you a meeting planner to hold it on your schedule. Um, there's also a drop-in uh, option. So if you know what date and time you want to participate, you can save the Zoom link information, which is included in the daily briefing email, and feel free to drop in either uh, uh, using the audio through your phone or through the full Zoom application. So we want this to be as easy as it can be for our people to participate. 
in addition, that same information is right now on the Physician Connect banner that's titled, We're All in This Together. Uh, and it's there along with a host of other resources that are available right now. Thank you. No, that's very helpful. Um, Dr. Waxman, um, this work that we're doing actually coincides very well with the, the work in the medical group about the Best Place to Care initiative. Would you be able to share a little bit about that and, and how um, you think this, this will contribute? Uh, absolutely. Well, both Gavin and I are members of one of the subgroups in Best Place to Care, um, and we actually enlisted the support of the leadership of that subgroup to assist us with thinking through how best to operationalize our ideas about getting this work out. That group has been awesome um, in terms of their support and helping us think through what we ought to be doing. Um, the best place to care was just getting started with a really good plan for the, uh, the coming months for how to roll out something that really attends to all the different aspects that enable healthcare professionals to do the best they to work as well as they can as um, in an optimal environmental circumstance. So um, Dr. Rissmiller's idea was to uh, look at this these systems factors that uh, move that go into creating burnout and to really address those because those are the most important ones to address. So I think that this mobilization that we spoke about a little bit earlier has really um, allowed us to understand who do we need to be connecting with, what are the needs, and I think that's very much going to inform the best place to care in one of the areas that they're looking at in terms of making sure we're optimizing well-being. No, completely agree. Well, and, and the need for support uh, is only going to be increasing over the coming weeks. Um, so. A couple more questions related to uh, the virtual provider support. Um, what, what can providers expect when they call in or uh, sign up? Yeah, great question. So the, for, before I answer that, I just want to say that we're very aware that support shows up in lots of different ways. Yeah. Different people access what they need, and that's why the, the um, resources that are listed in Physician Connect um, under we're all in this together are important. The virtual support, really, our thought about that was that there are people that get support from the community. And the other pieces that were separate from each other more so than we used to be. So this is a way of connecting as best we can um, in a uh, virtual room to continue our sense of community. What somebody can expect, these uh, support groups right now are a half hour in length. And when you sign on, there will be other people in the room. We're using the Zoom format. You have the option of being on video or just being on audio. There is also the option to use the chat feature to actually type in your um, responses or your things that you want to share. The two co-facilitators introduce themselves, and they might say a few things about some basic ways of self-caretaking. And then the rest of the support group is really um, some, a sense of facilitative questions to get at how are people doing, what's going well for people, what's been challenging, what are some of the stories that you're experiencing, what are some of the ways that you're coping in a way to share with others in the room some ideas about how to cope 
through these uh, challenges, which are more than just professional, as you, we were talking about earlier. Um, there's a lot of personal challenges, yeah. too. You know, how are we managing our children at home uh, who are at home and while we're trying to work, and how do we keep them safe from all this as well? So these, these types of stresses are really unprecedented, which is a word a lot of us are using a lot these days. And this is a place to have a break and discuss that when you, um, at a time when you don't have to be so attentive to all the work that's in front of you, but just to sit and process it and to get some support from others. Well, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed in some of these conversations with our teammates and other uh, leaders um, and just everyone has been that even though the mandate has been to uh, have social distancing and try to uh, limit uh, these interactions, we're actually seeing behaviors of people uh, find other ways to connect and be even closer together. And, and, and the most prominent aspect of that is the way that people are giving, giving of their time, giving of their uh, intent to want to help in, in, in different ways. I think it's been beautiful. Um, but this is another way, which you're describing a virtual room where we can share and, and also express all the different concerns we have. I think that's uh, fantastic. I was just going to say, the, the um, facilitators that, when they heard that there's this opportunity, they, a lot of them are non, um, they're non-medical providers, and they want to do something, too, to help out the teammates. And yes. So I really want to say hats off to all of them. And we, they all showed up within, like, two days and said, I want to be part of this in whatever way I possibly can. Yeah, that, so I want to just really give kudos to them for that same kind of spirit of doing what they can do to, to support the all the teammates at Atrium. 100% agree. Yeah, it, the, 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 the team has only grown larger by the folks that are uh, partnering on that team. All right, so a couple more quick questions for you both. Um, how do you see, uh, Yasmin, how do you see the morale of your team and, and when you interact with other teammates, how do you see their morale during this period of time? I think um, just as you said, the finding support within each other and that sense of team and, and growing the team um, certainly resonates with my team and the others that we work with. Um, during this time where we're unable to be with our physician partners as we typically would. Our, that has really just uh, propelled our team even further to be able to support those on the front lines um, any way that we can, big or small. So I think our team uh, finds that as a coping mechanism. And you know, while we can't, um, we're not trained to help on the front lines, how do we support those that are, uh, and we, um, that keeps us fueled. And Dale? Yeah, I'm going to mostly say my, my team is the Department of Family Medicine, and yeah. we are fortunate that we have a weekly meeting where all the faculty come together, and there's a weekly time when faculty and residents uh, come together as well. And while we're doing that virtually, it's uh, we're very, very aware of how important that sense of community is to us. We're even more aware of that now since we don't get to be in the same room all together at all, at all, all the time. But I say that we're fortunate because we're still having those meetings, even though we're doing it virtually. 
and it's been a tremendous source of connection and support and morale boosting for me to be able to continue to participate. Um, so um, having the built-in meeting is really helpful to continue that. We just had to alter how we make that um, how we make that valuable for ourselves. Fantastic. What would you both give as uh, final words of advice to our listeners during this time, both from uh, what you've seen and what you're offering and what they need to do for themselves? I think that during this time um, and beyond this time that we're going to learn um, things that we have modified uh, because of the current COVID situation uh, and also things that we hope don't go back to how they were, if that makes sense. I think that this has propelled us to do certain things differently uh, and in some cases I hope that um, there will be some bright spots that don't change back. Um, and for me, this um, team forming to support our providers. Um, I hope that that's something that continues beyond this um, because in this moment of time, it's much needed, but I think there will continue to be moments of time where this level of support um, and camaraderie and team and community will be needed. So um, I hope that people take advantage of these opportunities to support each other uh, and reach out uh, to other team members and peers and just check on them to make sure that they are coping through this because, as we shared, everyone is processing this differently. It's a great point, Yasmin. And from my perspective, I think one of the best ways that people can attend to self-care right now is to be very open about the myriad of emotions and experiences that they're experiencing. If you're not comfortable sharing that in a group, share it with your partner, share it with your the people at home, share it with some people that are in your family that may even be miles away. Um, but sharing the challenges are one of the ways towards improving your well-being and your mental health. The other part that's helpful is, as Yasmin alluded to, is to have some time to, to devote to what are some of the bright spots in this? What are some of the silver linings? Uh, one of our residents a couple of weeks ago said, you know, um, I get to cook for my kids every day. I haven't gotten to see my kids <laughs> this much in a long time. Right. Um, and so that, that's, a sil that's a silver lining. Yep. Another silver lining was um, people noticing, I don't think we're going to be doing medicine the same way ever again. Um, yep. We have learned a lot of things uh, and through this that, um, sure, it's not been fun, it's not been easy, it's scary, and we're probably going to be really redoing things um, that are, is probably better for our profession in the long run. And so both are important. Um, it would be Pollyannish to just look at the silver lining, and it could be um, mostly depressing to only look at the, the challenges. Um, so both are important, and we try to, we try to make sure that that happens in the support group. But, but uh, Dr. Waxman, is this available for all teammates? Right now, it is just for physicians and APPs. We, that's what we know best through the Center for Physician Leadership, and we knew how to access that pretty quickly. Sure. We, I will tell you that in our conversations of 
getting this started, there was a lot of voicing of how do we make sure this is available for all teammates. And we decided we just wanted to get started somewhere. So we got started, and we are looking at ways of expanding this to all teammates as well. Uh, so we're, that's work to be done here in the next week or so. So more to come on that later. Sure. Well, and Atrium is truly all-inclusive. I mean, as of today, they, they actually sent out that other communication related to uh, making sure when you get redeployed, it's just the sheer as act of volunteering and willingness to be redeployed so that whether you actually went to work or not, by, by you as a teammate committing, Atrium is reinvesting in you and willing to pay you for your time. So I presume uh, that there will be other resources for all of our teammates, but I completely understand that you had to start somewhere. And starting with uh, and under the auspices of the Center for Physician Leadership, this makes complete sense. Yasmin, are there other things that Atrium has done for the rest of our teammates, at, at least at this point? Yes, actually our fabulous EAP team um, has expanded its access for counseling services. Um, traditionally, we have a total of six visits, as I understand it, um, and that has been um, taken down for now, and you have unlimited access, and they can be done virtually um, over the phone. So we highlight that for our providers also during this time, uh, and that's available for all teammates at this time as well. Well, that's perfect. Well, you both have been great to share uh, everything that uh, is currently going on and what will be still available after this passes, because this too will pass. So I thank you, Yasmin Moore and Dr. Dale Waxman for taking this time and chatting with us and letting our teammates hear uh, what's available for them now and uh, going forward. Thank you for Thank having us. These discussions reveal our passion, our commitment, and our culture. Stay safe, stay strong, and stay Atrium Health Proud.